glad you're joining us today for RC Teacher Talk, a podcast focused on amplifying the educator's superpowers in Royce City ISD. Listen as Angela Arledge and Lisa Pogue chat with teachers. Well, we are excited to be back for RC Teacher Talk, a podcast where we discuss what's going on in education with teachers in the trenches. We're coming to you from the rapidly growing Roy City School District. As our student population grows, so does our teaching staff. Angela, tell our listeners how we support the professional growth in RCISD. Well, we're very, very fortunate to be in a district that just truly values innovation and um, and really invests in our teachers. And actually, the Strategic Plan 2.0, uh, many years ago, Roy City was still a very small district. And one of the things that um, our board and the Strategic Plan 2.0 incorporated was um, they wanted to steadily increase pay for teachers um, to be competitive with surrounding districts. And I remember way back when, when our pay wasn't very competitive, I remember Kevin Worthy being like, hey, we might not be able to pay you as much as some of the other districts, but we are definitely going to invest in you. And um, that is for sure. And that is something that even as our pay has increased, that they still make sure that um, uh, that they value and just truly invest in our teachers. Um, and so they're, they're constantly um, wanting us to just um, attend conferences, they're pouring into us and making sure that um, we're continuing to learn and be lifelong learners as teachers. So um, going back to the strategic plan 2.0, um, this had a very heavy focus on technology. Um, and so just, uh, it also incorporated the one-to-one Chromebooks in which now extends from sixth grade to 12th grade. So um, that's a very big population. And when we shut down for COVID and, and everything, I feel like our district was very well equipped because uh, we already had a plan in place. It wasn't like we were scrambling like other districts to. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, my first year at the high school was the first year that the one-to-one Chromebooks launched uh-huh. and uh-huh. the C4L launched. And so that was... I guess theoretically six full school school years ago. Um, so I do think we were for sure ahead of the curve with what happened in the pandemic. Yes, yes, for sure. It set us up really nicely, and so with that uh, innovative push that that they are wanting teachers, it's very important that we make sure that we support our staff. Um, and that they're not feeling overwhelmed and um, they're not just being thrown into this uh, technology world without the training and support, which is wh- where we step in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> which we you know, love and get the opportunity to do that with our teachers. So um, it's very important that we make sure our teachers just maintain that growth mindset and feel comfortable incorporating technology because it, there is going to be times when we incorporate something and it fails. Um, but you have to have that growth mindset, learn from those failures, and um, just turn it around uh, to something positive. And I think that's a good example for our students because a lot of students are afraid to fail. And so if we are willing to take risk, any job that our students, you know, that we're preparing our students for in the future, they're going to need to take risks and be willing to make a mistake or 
they're not going to grow. Yes, absolutely. So I think it's a great example. Yeah, and if we teach our teachers that, then hopefully our students will see that from our teachers and be more willing to um, to make those mistakes and and honestly, like to be able to fail and be okay. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Every, as we've seen over the last few years, everything is not always going to be perfect and go the way you have it planned out. <laughs> yes, and you know, I. I'm, I'm sure you feel the exact same way, but it's so fun working with the teachers and being able to see that light bulb just click on, just like our students. Yes, absolutely. So um, what is it that you love most about working with teachers and being able to provide that professional development for them? Well, um, I think we've mentioned on the podcast before, I've been in education a long time. This is, I think, my 27th year. I don't know. I use lose count, but being an educator is hard. Mm -hmm. And lately, um, they've taken a lot of beatings, you know, no one's ever happy. And then you have social media where they're out there voicing um, the and the complainers are the ones that are the loudest. So, you know, being an educator is super difficult. They you get pulled in so many different directions from your administration to your uh, students needs to, you know, complaining parents and it's just hard. So I enjoy getting to be that person that supports the teachers. Um, they can turn to me for just support. They're not having to worry about me being an administrator that's going to affect their evaluation. So they're a little bit more honest or willing to be vulnerable with me because they're not worried that it'll affect um, whether they, you know, have a job next year or right, not. Right. Um, so teachers come to me for instructional strategies. Sometimes I work with them on classroom management. Even, you know, with my new teachers, um, my rookie teachers, when do we need to contact a parent? Because they don't know, you know, right. like how far is too far or is it, you know, too soon to contact a parent or how do I talk to a parent? What do I say? Because it's really nervous the first time you have to make a parent contact. Um, So anything that they need, I really enjoy getting to be that person here on um, campus. I think it makes them feel appreciated and not alone um, and supported in, you know, a very, um, it's a difficult profession that takes a lot of education in order to do it and do it well, but yet also takes a lot of public criticism. Well, and one of the things that um, I love about you and your position and what you do for our teachers is you are an advocate for them. So, uh, you know, we meet with uh, our administration team um, every other week and every meeting you're you're always being an advocate for our teachers. So if there's like a trend that you're noticing at our campus, you uh, approach our administration. And the thing that I love about our our administration is they're open. They want to know those trends so they can fix them if it's something that needs a change. So you are um, really great about just making sure that teachers uh, feel heard and that changes can be made. And I think that kind of goes with what you were saying earlier about, you know, Mr. Worthy saying we'll take care of you because my position is also part of that strategic planning um, process. You know, having coaches, having support for teachers, um, a middleman, uh, so to speak. Um, So I, I really have a passion for supporting new teachers. Those rookie teachers who are thrown to the trenches, you know, unlike other jobs where you may sit down with someone one-on-one for a few weeks or a few months and get Mm -hmm. trained. That's not how education works. And sometimes we even have people that are 
alternatively certified who really never stepped foot and worked one-on-one with a teacher. So that is one of my passions, being able to help those new educators and develop our you know next round of uh, professionals. Um, we work to encourage our teachers here at Roy City to become Google certified since we are one-to-one with the Chromebooks. Um, we even have a few teachers that want to become Google trainers. Angela and I are both Google trainers. We have another uh, teacher here on campus that's Google trainers and some that want to be. So we really want to help them reach their goals too. And so Angela, why don't you let our listeners know how are we going to help these people that want to exceed above and beyond and you know share their knowledge with other people as well? Well, we definitely always encourage our teachers to continue to learn. Um, So we're constantly providing professional development. But one of the very neat things that we do here is we host uh, Google Academies. And one thing that we have noticed over the years is that our teachers get so much more out of small group instruction rather than, um, you know, a full on large staff development or something like that. So how our Google Academies work is we send out an interest survey um, and find out if they want to be a part or if they want to pursue that um, that certification, either level one, level two or trainer. And then um, me and you, we break it up for our campus and separate the groups out and just provide supports to be able to pass that exam and take that exam. And we meet with them you know, however often to help them be successful. And then we test together. So that's kind of how our the Google Academies are run. But then we also, uh, so once you become a trainer, you're required to have uh, 12 training events per year. And so we actually do have a, um, another teacher on campus that is a Google certified trainer. And so we like to make sure that we provide opportunities for them to be able to teach to maintain that training certificate. And then for anybody that wants to pursue their training certificate, um, we also provide them with opportunities to maybe either um, let them lead or co-lead with us um, on a professional development over Google. So they can also uh, be successful in applying for that training certificate. Yeah, because one of the things, if you're not familiar with Google certifications, um, in order to be a trainer, they do need to have their level one and level two. And then there's a whole process. There's a lesson that or a staff development that you have to do. Then you get the feedback from it and you have to reflect on how you did. And then you have to create this video. And it's kind of, I had, when I did it last year, I had all the trainings. I did that a lot, but the video, it took me forever to finally just sit down and do it. It wasn't as hard as I thought it would be, but I think having us there to help guide them along and encourage them that yes, you can do this and know, you know, what Google is looking for um, is a really great thing for the, and our campus is huge. Yes. <laughs> so I think the more people we have that are willing to train teachers, um, then we have more models of leaders and yes. we can just ripple out, you know, more positive things for our students. Yes, absolutely. And so um, we're really excited because actually our guest today um, that we're speaking to on the podcast is a frequent flyer here in the C4L Lounge. Um, and we just really enjoy his presence. 
And um, he is uh, Google Level 1 certified. He went through the Google Academy um, just, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, and um, he is just one of those really innovative teachers that just really enjoys uh, trying to reach his students on a different level. And so you want to tell us a little bit more about our guest? Yes, our guest today is Mr. Paul Mickey. He teaches French here at the high school, and on occasion, or some years, he's also taught Spanish, so that's really impressive to me. Um, you can always count on seeing Mr. Mickey's students actively engaged in their classroom. It is definitely not a lecture setting in there, and one of the things I really enjoy is they get out in the hall a lot, and so you actually get to get a look, closer look at what they're doing, listening to them speak French and, um, you know, he gets them up and moving and isn't afraid, you know, like you said, to try new things. And I think he's a really good role model for the other teachers as far as what him himself improving, you know, pursuing mm -hmm. ways to get better at his craft. So I'm excited for you guys to hear from our French teacher today. And let me just tell you, he's just one of those those guys that always has a joke to crack and just really brings laughter to the classroom, but also to our staff. So yes, um, sure. we're excited to have him. Yes. We just talked, so like we may go off. Y'all forget a I used bit. to work for the radio for okay. 20 years. You okay. did? Yeah. Oh, oh so you can I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ready? All right, so here we are with Mr. Mickey. So welcome. We're glad you're here with us today. Well, thank you for having me. What oh, a delight. Jeez Louise, take off that podcast voice of yours. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you will find out very quickly that Mr. Mickey is a comedian. So I hope you get some good laughs out of our podcast today. Um, and let's get started. And uh, we just want to know a little bit more about you, Paul. So who is Paul? Tell us a little bit about you. Who is Paul? Uh, well, I am the teacher that's been working at the high school the longest, I think. Oh my goodness, you get an award. Right? I started back in, gosh, um, 2003 or four when we were over at the middle school, which is now Lita Bailey. And I was teaching Spanish, so I was hired to teach full-time Spanish, but I have a double certification in Spanish and French, and now I do full-time French. So wow. that's who Paul is. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, really. Well, and Paul just told us that he has 20 years radio experience. So when did that happen <laughs> with all this teaching? Well, Paul sometimes pads his resume a little bit. Um, what I mean was I have listened to the radio for 20 years. So uh, big Kate Craddock fan. So oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah, I think we all listen. I love Love Letters to Kelly. Me too. And I think that I should write one about my love for C4L. Oh, I, I think that's a fabulous idea. Yeah. yeah. yeah it could be a spinoff. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, so one of the things we're doing in our podcast is highlighting our educator superpowers. And obviously, as the longest standing educator at Roy City High School campus, you must have some fabulous superpowers um, in addition to being trilingual. Yes, trilingual. Mm -hmm. At least I do know a little bit of German and Italian and Latin and other languages, but who doesn't? Uh, me. <laughs> oh, I know a little bit of Spanish and maybe a word of French. Bonjour. 
That's pretty impressive. So, what's Mickey. your teacher superpower, Mr. Mickey? Well, I would say innovation if I had to just think of one word right off the top of my head. Because I am always like, as the only French teacher in the city, not just at the school, um, I basically don't have a lot of people I can go to for, you know, how should I do this or what would be the best way. So, I'm constantly tinkering and, and changing my lessons each year so that um, what I'm doing in French one this year isn't even the same as last year. And I'm trying to find new ways to, to reach these kids these days, those teens with their tic-tac. <laughs> <laughs> so how has that changed since you were over at the Weeda Bailey? That's well, not Weeda Bailey. Anymore. chalkboards back then, that was our innovation that first year was chalk. But uh, no, I mean, like definitely the one-on-one -on -one Chromebooks. I mean, we didn't have that in the beginning. And um, it was a lot more of uh, worksheets and, and what were those things called? The... the Projectors. Overhead. Well, no, yes. not even that. It was like the machine, and you had to wheel it out, and it had the transparency sheet yeah, that you yeah. had. Yeah, and overhead projectors. Okay. Overhead projectors. Yes. All right. We didn't. Even, they hadn't been named yet. They've just been invented. <laughs> so that was the big innovation. Uh, now, like I said I I am taking them to websites. I'm having them make websites. What? So yeah. thanks to Google Sites. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and hats off to you because um, you are always trying to come up with innovative ways to reach your students. Um, and so uh, you are one of the frequent flyers here in the C4L lounge and we really appreciate that. You know, um, you take risks, you try things. Um, they don't always work, but I say <laughs> take risks, teachers and listeners of this podcast, because you never know what will work. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're doing a really, really great job about that. So, um, well, you just gave some great advice to, to your listeners out there, but um, what is some good advice that you have for fellow educators? Well, I would say, like, go to as many trainings as you can, both here with y'all in C4L. I used to be uh, over at Weta Bailey um, for a couple of classes, so I would go to Heather Russell's, shout out to Heather, uh, <laughs> trainings. Um, but also I do a lot of like YouTube trainings. Yeah. I mean, not even, a, like sometimes I'll just watch videos of like, you know, this in the classroom and it's where they've gone in with the teacher and a camera and they're like, oh, that's a way that I could do that. So uh, talk to people because like I said, a lot of the teachers in our school have big PLCs and they have lots of networking. But for those of us that don't have that as much because you may be uh, a more infrequent subject, uh, you know, still talk to, you know, go to a science teacher and say, what are y'all doing and how are you doing that? And you can get ideas almost anywhere. Um, so yeah. I'd say. Well, and I like um, often in the hallways, um, well, when I first came, your class would always be out by the lockers, which don't exist anymore because now those are classrooms. <laughs> um, but now I still see you out with your kids in mm -hmm. the hallway and doing things. So it's not just that computer technology. You do other things to get them out and moving yeah, about. Uh, we call it speed dating, um, where they're just face to face and you will have them like ask a question like, you know, what is your favorite thing for dessert and they'll answer and then you rotate and then they ask that to the next kid and then so you know trying to get them moving a little bit mm -hmm. um so they're not sitting at a desk um it's it french is an easy sell because you know they see paris and like i want to go there <laughs> but it's tough when you're in roy city and and you have to connect them to you know this will actually be useful one day you do need to know subject pronouns and reflexive right. pronouns lots of pronouns so in their speed dating, they're speaking French to each other. They hopefully are, yes. And I'm, <laughs> I'm circulating in the what I like to call the 
power zone and just oh, making sure that like out. my kids are are actually <laughs> speaking the language but uh and i tell them that i'm like you're never you know going to be so great that you sound like you were born there yeah. but you you need to try or you'll never even sound like you can visit there so yeah. you know they get nervous like i'm gonna say it wrong i'm like you know it's okay i hear my fellow teachers sometimes mispronounce words yes you know yeah yeah. Never you, though. Never. I've never once had never to mispronounce once. anything. Yeah. So, uh, have you ever visited? Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, I mispronounced yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I do like to travel. Um, yes, I have. Uh, the, the most recent French-speaking country I've been to was Senegal, which is in northwest Africa, I think we all know. Uh, and they are a French-speaking country, but they also know, like, six or seven of the languages, but school is taught in French there. So um, wow. I, I went with the family that was from Boston and I did not know them. I met them off the internet. So I encourage, you know, get on the internet and meet people. You never know where it's gonna take you. Um, and so I, I wound up in Senegal and we traveled from Dakar down to, we went to a peace, uh, the Peace Corps. We went to a village where there was like this one American guy that was there and it was just, you know, such a cool cultural experience they like we had goat for dinner that night that was slaughtered literally in front of me so you know oh my but God. when you can tell that to a kid that's really neat that does that grabs them yeah I mean, I'd, yeah I'd, I'd hate to be a math teacher trying to get them interested in quadratic equations when i can say <laughs> here's how the goats were slaughtered and then here's how they tasted that night <laughs> blood and guts blood and guts nothing gets some. kids more than blood and guts you know, <laughs> and intestines <so>. yeah. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned, and we also added that, you know, here at the C4 Lounge and the Wonder One Chromebooks, um, a lot has changed since you and I, um, began teaching many moons ago. So, so moons. yes. What is your go-to technology tool, um, that you like to use? Well, uh, I'm a big, like Google, I used to be Google Docs, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. I've actually moved away from Google Docs and now I'm more Google Slides. Woo! Yeah, yeah, not gonna lie. Um, so the Google Suite products, but um, I do, uh, gosh, just anything like Edpuzzle. Um, mm -hmm. We're doing an Edpuzzle in French 1 and French 2 tomorrow. Let me some Edpuzzle. Um, Adobe Spark, mm -hmm. um, which if you've never tried out, people listen to this, Adobe Spark, it is great. It's free, and it basically lets you make um, a video where you can insert the pictures, and then you can voice record, and it basically creates a video at the end. So that's good for... My kids writing a story of their own and then being able to tell the story. And a lot of them are just terrified to speak if they had to show their face. Mm -hmm. um, so it allows them to anonymously voice record and put it into a picture. And then you oh, get these. Nice. I just watched one this morning that I was grading and it was amazing. And I'm like, who can I send this to? Because nobody knows French except my students. So <laughs> we have to find somebody. If you're listening and you know French, email me and I'll, I'll We need to find you a French audience. We do. We do. Yes, that real world. So you actually mentioned two kinds of tools. You mentioned a tool with Edpuzzle where students can receive information. Um, how did you use Edpuzzle with your classes? Well, uh, I use Edpuzzle. I find uh, videos and uh, like for example, right now we have just started uh, reflexive verbs in French, things like she brushes her hair or he washes his hands. So things where you, you do the activity to yourself. And there's a, uh, a series called Easy French on YouTube where it's actually filmed in France with native speakers and they basically are walking through their day. So it you, you know they watch a little bit and then it pauses and then 
you know, pops up a multiple choice question, which is nice. But I like the one that I'm doing is also like short answer, but in French. So like it says, you know, I arrive on time to my job and then the video pauses and then it says in French, do you arrive on time to school? Answer in a full French sentence. So, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So it lets them see it being used by the speaker and then apply it. Yes, the, the application. And then with Adobe Spark, it was a creation tool. So I like that you shared two different types of tools with our listeners. Um, I think anytime we get kids to create it, I love that you said that about um, that they can kind of hide, you know, behind. They don't mm -hmm. have to show their face, but yet they can speak. And we all know that the more you speak a language, the better you get at it. So Definitely. it's super important in your content. Yeah. Love that. Well, you are the only French teacher here at the high school, and you said also in the city. The we city. don't operate at the middle school or the elementary, well, so I mean, there may be somebody listening that's you know, I'm a French teacher that lives here, but I don't actually teach in the district. Yeah, but I don't think so. <laughs> well, that's very. interesting. I, I, it would be interesting to do a survey to see how many people in Roy City even know French. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting. Well, I mean, and then I tell them that's another thing I love about our one-on-one -on -one is that I tell my kids you probably don't have someone at your house that knows French or mm -hmm. even in your neighborhood, but you know you can always reach me through email or you know any of like any of the Google products and like put a comment. Help, how do I pronounce this? So, yeah. and thank yeah. goodness for things like YouTube. And then there's a website called Forvo, F O R V O, which is an online pronunciation website of not just French, but any language. So you can type a word in and hear it pronounced by, you know, native speaker. It'll say like male from France, woman from Switzerland. So you can hear different that's voices. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's really neat. Yeah. But um, so being the only teacher uh, that teaches your, your subject, where do you go to like reach out and find new ideas? Uh, well, everywhere. Uh, I'm not ashamed to admit I've been on Pinterest before. Yeah, I've been to Teachers Pay Teachers. I YouTube definitely um, where I would just put in like the topic that is coming up. And then uh, sometimes I'm lucky enough that I, you know, will see a video of the teacher doing something with that. Um, Google, uh, you know, I'll Google, for example, uh, talking about clothing activities and see if there's some other teacher out there. Lots of That's blogs. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not ashamed to get my ideas from anywhere. Yeah. And one of the things that I really like about um, you as a teacher is you have a really creative idea. And then sometimes you'll you'll reach out to others about, like, how do I execute this? Yeah. So, like, you'll come in and you'll say, okay, this is what I want. <laughs> I want an interactive Google slide, you know, whatever it may be. Now, help me with how to execute it. And yeah. so you're not scared to reach out and to ask questions and just continue to learn thank you so, yeah. I, i've thought that about myself too oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean and you're you know, not the least bit competitive i mean i'm not um <laughs> although do i get a jeans pass for this interview does it no uh, <laughs> no but uh yeah i mean i have a lot of ideas that in my head i'm like this is going to be amazing and then i sit down and i start on i'm like uh-oh you know but what about blah 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 and so i do yeah i, I come and bug y'all a lot about here's what i'm wanting how can this happen um, and I ask other teachers that too. Some of them, you know, but they lock their doors now. <laughs> it's it's always a joy to have Mr. Mickey come in, ask a question, and grab a Coke on the way out. So yeah, and she's out of Coke Zeros right now. So if you're hearing this, please send some to Mercy High School. <laughs> 
there's some in the closet. Um, I'll get one as I leave. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's why I up then. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we have been talking to teachers since we are coming, or actually still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, what do you do to take care of yourself, to wind down? What is your self-care that helps you prevent burnout in this difficult time of education? I'm glad you asked. Uh, Besides uh, Coke Zero. Well... <laughs> Comfort food, so definitely at Bucky's. Thank you, Bucky's, because you know all this stuff. Right that I get next in the to morning, the high school. Coffee in the morning. Um, uh, jeans definitely helps because you know it is this year. It's been kind of a stressful That's year, and I don't know if anybody listening thought 2020 was rough, but man. Woo. So yes. come visit um, the high school, and you'll see that we're. It's still just as rough. It is, uh, but you know, I, I, Netflix and and YouTube. Uh, definitely go and just binge watch stuff that's maybe not the the deepest but you know it's just relaxing and recharging my battery mm-hmm. uh i recently started walking with a friend of mine and uh trying to get my exercise rings filled in and who is that friend uh i don't think y'all know this person no it's angela arledge of Roy city <laughs> high school she, uh, she's doing a pedometer and uh podcast yeah, so I'm, we've been walking every that. morning, so, or every every Tuesday and Thursday morning, yes, and yesterday we closed all of our rings at the end of the day. We did, and, and I was a little sweaty <laughs> going into first period, but luckily, you know, those kids, they they're, they have to be there. They can't get up and leave, so like, you've got them trapped. Uh. It's like, just endure the smell. But yeah, so junk food, exercise, and TV, that's keeping me sane. Hey, there you go. Yeah, and jokes. Jokes. I do like my jokes. You do. Laughter is really the best medicine. It is. Uh, You know, I always tell people you can either laugh about something or cry about it, and if you find a way to laugh, then it at least keeps you going because we can't change our circumstances. You know, we, we can't change, you know, where we are. We can't change that there's a pandemic. We can't change that... We're trying to teach ninth graders who haven't really been socialized since they were in seventh grade. Like mm-hmm. all of those things are real life for us. And so, you know, if we can find ways to laugh and bring joy to each other, um, I think that's a great thing. So we we enjoy the jokesters and the fun that we get to have. For sure. Yeah. We enjoy you coming around and lighting up our day with a little laugh. Yeah. Aww. Oh, geez. Don't cry. I'm not going to because I got that Coke Zero waiting <laughs> Well, uh, we, we've really enjoyed interviewing you. Thank you. You are actually giving up your lunch to be here with us today. So um, we appreciate your time. And um, so if anyone, especially any of those French people, want to reach out to you, tell I'm, us how they can find you. I'm glad you asked. I'm both on Instagram and Twitter. So my Twitter is at Lote underscore us. That's L-O-T-E, languages other than English, underscore us. It's a play on Lotus, like the flower. Lote oh, us. Sweet. Yeah, people didn't get that. I no, thought I was just has. being so witty. Nobody's got that. <laughs> and then my Instagram is just my first and last name. So that's at Paul Mickey, which is spelled M-I-C-H-I-E. It's Scottish. The oh. C-H is a K sound, and, and it's got like Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> got no it. No relation. I'm not from the Loch Ness <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, You don't look at all like the Loch Ness Monster. No, so. a little. <laughs> Only when I'm in the water. And what about your email address? What's your school email address? Well, that would be uh, Mickey, again, M-I-C-H-I-E-P, like Paul, at rcisd.org. Perfect. Perfect. Well, um, thank you so much, and uh, we have really enjoyed this interview with you. thank you all. Yes, thank you so much, and be sure to get that Coke Zero. Here I go now. Uh Uh-oh, here he goes. (laughs) Open the closet. Is it there? Oh, no. Wait, but it's not cold. That's all right. It's not. Oh, 
Get you some ice. <laughs> I don't see any ice in here. What do I yeah. No, I would love to have an ice machine. We were actually just talking nice? about that. Yeah. All right. All well, right. Thank you all. Bye, thank Mr. Mickey. Have a good afternoon. Bye. Hey, don't touch that. <laughs> so, Angela, where can our guests find the Chrome Squad on social media? We have three different platforms. The first, you can find us at, on Twitter at Chrome underscore Squad. And you can also find us on Instagram at RC underscore Chrome Squad. And you can also find us um, on our website at connectedforlearning.org. And what about you, Lisa? Where can we find you on social media? Well, I post everything school related to at RCHS underscore Pogue, P-O-G-U-E. And this year, I'm encouraging our teachers to share out their uh, their tweets using um, hashtag Team RCHS. So do a search for that, and you might see some great things that our teachers are doing as well. And that's all on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in to RC Teacher Talk, a podcast for and about real teachers in the trenches. Hosted by Angela and Lisa, the Learning Technologies team at Roy City High School. Go, Go Bulldogs! Bulldogs.